Good evening and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson with your host, Taiwana Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio. Welcome, welcome to Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. I am your host, Taiwana Wilson. A little bit about myself. I am your award-winning leadership maven, medical laboratory sciences by background, best-selling author, owner and chief leadership coach at Trendy Elite Coaching and Consulting Services, executive director with the John Maxwell team, Maxwell Disc Certified Consultant, Send Out Cars Referral Partner, and co-owner of Direct Impact Broadcasting Radio Station. Before we bring on my special guest, I want to highlight our May fundraising initiative in conjunction with the Alzheimer's Association's Longest Day campaign. For those affected by Alzheimer's disease or dementia, we are doing really, really well. We have just eight days until the end of the month to reach our goal. So donations can be made at bit.ly forward slash TE Longest Day. And this is in honor of my grandmother, Juanita Hardy, who passed away just last year uh, after a long battle of dementia. I'm also excited to announce the HBCU Experience Kentucky State University edition. We are still looking for co-authors to participate in this movement that is giving back to not only Kentucky State University, but also the other HBCUs that are represented. For more information about being a co-author, sponsor, or partner for this movement, you can send me an email at taiwana at trendyelitellc.com. That's T-Y-W-A-U-N-A at trendyelitellc.com. I would like to thank would like to say thank you to my media mentors, Ms. Ashley Luttrell and Ms. Kimberly McLemore of Talk Radio and TV Network, LLP. Today's special guest is my friend, Ms. Danielle Jones. Ms. Danielle Jones is a young lady who is fueled by her passion to live life to the fullest. She graduated summa cum laude from Florida A&M University with a degree in public relations, and she earned her master's degree in business administration from the University of Cincinnati. As assistant vice president and senior public relations manager at Fifth Third Bank, Ms. Jones provides strategic corporate communication support and corporate communications plans for areas of the bank, including but not limited to corporate social responsibility, community and economic development, diversity and inclusion, the historically black colleges and universities, human capital recruitment team, the Fifth Third Bank Foundation, and the Community Development Corporation. Ms. Jones is very involved in the community, and she gives, enjoys giving back. She has served as a mentor for high school girls and college students, a Girl Scout troop leader, a tutor for elementary students, and in leadership roles with the African American Professional Advisory Council at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center. In 2018, she co-founded the Greater Cincinnati Black PR Professionals as a way to connect and provide resources for African American public relations specialists. She has been recognized with 
many, many honors, including but not limited to Cincinnati's 20 Leaders Under 30, Venue Magazine's 30 Under 30, a 2016 Business Courier 40 Under 40 Leader, a YWCA Rising Star, the Cincinnati Chapter of the Public Relations Society of America's Rookie of the Year, Cincinnati Children's Martin Luther King Jr. Humanitarian of the Year, and a TEDx Extraordinary Woman. In 2015, after the death of her infant son, she started the Angel Baby Network as a way to help families cope with the devastating effects of child loss. She has served on the Starshine Hospice Board, which focuses on assisting families whose children have terminal medical diagnosis and life-limiting illnesses. And she serves on the advisory board for Cradle Cincinnati, which works to reduce infant mortality. Ms. Jones enjoys spending time with her family and her friends. Her favorite thing to do is laugh, and her second favorite thing to do is smile. She is passionate about living on purpose and seeks and enacts on ways to help others be their best. She believes that every day is a gift from God and that no matter what, there's a lesson to be learned through all of life experiences. Hello, hello, Miss Danielle Jones. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. How are you, Miss Tawana? I am doing wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. No complaints. Happy to talk with you this evening. <laughs> I'm happy to talk with you, too. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So let's jump right in. Please tell the listeners about your leadership journey and how did you get to where you are today? Sure. So I think that my leadership journey probably has been one in the making since I was little. Um, You know, starting off from when I was a young child, my parents put me and my brother in um, different classes where we could learn about different types of things and where we would be um, really just exposed to varying ways of life. Um, My high school is one of the most diverse schools um, that probably exists. It's kind of like a microcosm of the United States of America. So um, I had an opportunity to be exposed to all different types of people. And I think that that's a part of what leadership is about. It's about really opening up your mind and um, really taking in varying perspectives and then figuring out how to make something great of all of the different perspectives. And so um, going off to college, I was involved in a lot of different activities, um, took on different leadership roles in that. One of my favorite leadership roles when I was in college was I was the president of the Public Relations Student Society of America, where I was able to lead a team of students, and we had a lot of really great successes. And then after graduating, I went on to work at the Muscular Dystrophy Association as the Regional Public Affairs Coordinator, which was a really cool job coming right out of college. And in that position, I was able to do public relations and media relations for Cincinnati, Dayton, Lexington, and Louisville. So that was really, really cool. Um, And then from there, I went and worked at Cincinnati Children's for 11 and a half years, and now I'm at Fifth Third Bank. And so my leadership journey has been one that's kind of been an upward trajectory, um, but 
outside of my more professional roles, I've also had an opportunity to take a leadership position in the community, um, doing some of the many community service activities that I've been involved in. So whether it's Girl Scouts or being a mentor or um, my role with the Greater Cincinnati Black PR pros, um, that's really a, a you know, snippet of my leadership journey. Wow, you've done quite a bit, quite a bit. Yeah, I like to stay busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a that's a good thing. Wow. So, Danny, as we know, leaders come from all different backgrounds, different strengths, mm-hmm. different experience. What mm-hmm. strengths do you feel are important to thrive as a leader and create your seat at the table? Sure. So I think there's a lot of different things that are important to have as a leader. And one of them I've already touched on, but I cannot say it enough. It's really having that that vested interest in people. You don't get to be a leader and not care about people along the way. A leader is someone who gives back, they help out, they coach, they offer constructive criticism. They also are able to take feedback and apply it to whatever they're doing. When you get to the position of being in a leadership role and all you're doing is telling everyone else what to do around you and you're not setting a good example, you're a dictator. Those are two totally different things. And so I believe that having a truly vested interest in people is something that you have to have in order to thrive as a leader. But I think there's also other things like having confidence in yourself, confidence in your decisions, but at the same time being willing to listen to other people so those listening skills really come into play. Um, making sure that you are leading by example and that you're not just telling everyone else to do. Um, you have to make sure that you are really taking in what matters most um, and what's going to be for the greater good of the whole, not just what you think is best. And um, also making sure that you are opening up yourself to varying perspectives and ideas and ways of leading too. Um, What may work for one group of people may not be what works for another people or for, for another group of people. And I think that you need to learn how to be agile and you need to learn how to pivot when necessary. That's great advice, great advice. Working with our young people, and you're out in the community working with our young people, it's important for them to know that leaders come from all different backgrounds and they look different, have different experiences. So a lot of the the feedback and tidbits that you're giving is exactly what they need to hear. And and as I've had leaders from all different industries on here, they are saying some of these exact same, same things. Best mm-hmm. interest in people, listening skills. Listen, listen, young people out there in, in our listening audience, uh, leading mm-hmm. by example. So those are all good things uh, and valuable mm-hmm valuable uh, things that that are very beneficial. And so Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're at the table, uh, at a lot of diverse tables, uh, being Mm -hmm. in uh, PR. So how did Mm -hmm. you, uh, and and you've done a lot of things and got a lot of awards, especially uh, being under leader under 20, leader under 30, leader under 40. Mm -hmm. So how Mm -hmm. did you, you know, create your seat and being taken seriously when sometimes the other leaders at the table 
uh, may be very diverse from yourself in various sure. ways. Sure. So I think it goes back into those same things about what it takes to be a leader. So having that confidence, and that's something that we'll talk about more later because I've not always had that confidence. So definitely having confidence, definitely listening to people and really listening for what they're saying and not just listening to respond, but taking in what they're saying and then figuring out how to apply it. I remember hearing from a pastor many, many years ago that, you know, the evidence of you actually learning something is when you actually apply what you've learned. And the only way that you're able to apply what you've learned is if you've listened and then you go out and you actually try it. And so I think that those are, those are two things that have also helped me, but also familiarizing myself with whatever information is being presented when I'm being asked to sit at those tables and actually bringing meaningful, thoughtful conversation and dialogue and really taking um, an interest in whatever it is that's being said and figuring out what are the right questions that I need to ask, but also knowing that there are no quote-unquote dumb questions, um, not being afraid to ask those questions, and not being afraid to ask for help also. Um, And then a big one for me is not putting pressure on myself. I think that sometimes as a leader, I, I can't speak for everyone else. I can only speak for myself, but I've put so much pressure on myself to either get something right or to not make a mistake or to um, be quote unquote perfect when perfection Mm -hmm. is really just an idea. It's not something that I think you ever actually truly achieve, but putting all of that pressure on myself for no reason. And, you know, when you put pressure on yourself, you end up stressed out more oftentimes than not. So reminding myself of that constantly has been extremely helpful for me. That is great, great, great information. You're right. Uh, As leaders, we do tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves uh, that's not always necessary. So that's Mm -hmm. great information. I'm sure that with all of your success, there's, has been some learning lessons along the way. It's Mm -hmm. especially important for the next generation of leaders to not only Mm -hmm. hear about our successes, but Mm -hmm. also hear about our failures. Because as you know, as we have our bios and our one Mm -hmm. sheets and media sheets, they all talk about what? All of the good things, all of the successes, Mm -hmm. but not Mm -hmm. the trials. So. Mm -hmm. Can you share with the listeners one of your failures and the learning lesson that you gained from it? Sure. I'll share a few different things, actually. Um, So, again, and this isn't so much as much of a failure. I'll share a combination of failures and lessons. Um, So it's it's not so much, yeah, thank you. Um, It's not so much of a failure as much as it is just a lesson. And so I was one of those people who graduated right out of college, and I'm going to be the president, right? Like, I'm just going to take it straight to the top and bypass everything else. Um, you know, it's like, well, we need to go through all of these, you know, lessons and life journeys, and blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to be the president. But at the end of the day, would you really want that? I sat on a panel yesterday of millennial leaders. I am in the millennial age range. I'm, a, I'm an older millennial, but I'm in the millennial age range. And one of the examples that I shared was uh, actually from another pastor 
um, many years ago, she shared a story of how if you imagine going to a barbecue and the music is going and everything is good and, you know, um, you have somebody over in the corner and they're putting food on the grill and, you know, and you think that everything is going to be great and they plop a piece of raw chicken down in front of you. And you sit there and you look at it. And I'm a pescatarian, so I don't I don't really eat chicken anymore. But I know I know mm-hmm. chicken is good, right? But you sit there <laughs> and you look at this raw piece of chicken in front of you, and nobody wants to eat that because raw chicken will kill you. And it's a matter of understanding that there's timing in everything and that in good time and in due season and when you've been prepared and when you've been ready, that door is going to open up for you. And it took me so long to actually learn that and let that settle in. I think it's just now really starting to hit me that in due time, in due season, I will be prepared to take on whatever role is next for me or whatever next I'm supposed to be doing, I think for me as a young leader, um, and which can also be a blessing and a curse for a young leader because you get all of the accolades and you do what you're supposed to do and you get recognized and you think, okay, I'm just going to shoot straight to the top, not always understanding that there is still preparation that yet must be done before you get to the proverbial top. And unless you go through all of the journeys and the pitfalls and the ups and the downs, when you get there, you're not going to be prepared. So for Mm -hmm. me, one of those lessons, not so much a failure, just a life lesson is that all things happen when they're supposed to and calm down and slow down and go sit down somewhere and take a chill pill and learn everything you're supposed to learn. Now, the second part of that is I can remember when um, I was at one of my employers and I kind of started getting the itch to leave. You kind of know when you're ready to walk away. I kind of started mm-hmm. getting that itch to leave and I started applying at different jobs and I had made it through to the second or third round of interviews. And then I started talking with people who worked at the company and I started finding out about how the company was actually run and how it was managed. And the company was out of town. And mm-hmm. I had to also consider me picking my family up and moving out of town and what would that mean? And I wouldn't be around my family, which is such a tremendous support system for me. I would be out here, you know, by myself and starting all over in a new place. And I decided to remove myself from the interviewing process. And I just, I knew that as much as I wanted to leave where I was, that the right thing for me to do was to remove myself. That's another lesson, following your gut. You'll know what you're supposed to do if you if you sit down and you really listen to that inner self um, or the mm-hmm. God in you. You'll know. And so for me, I removed myself from this from the uh, process. And within a matter of months, my whole world was turned upside down by just a series of personal events that happened. Had I moved because I was trying to move out of timing and ended up in another city away from my family, away from my friends, away from my support system. Um, I don't know what would have happened. And so, you know, that timing piece is huge, and I always share that with people. Um, Another lesson that I learned, and this, I guess this would kind of count as a failure, Um, another lesson that I've had to learn through the years is being honest with myself and saying no, even when the opportunity looks really good, and really um, not feeling the need to necessarily explain myself to anyone, but also knowing what my limits are. So an example of that is um, about two years ago, 
there was this um, financial planner in town, and he had offered me the role of editing a newsletter for him and doing this newsletter for him. And um, I wanted to impress him, and I wanted to do a really good job. And I can write, so that wasn't, that wasn't an issue. But I didn't have the time to do it, and I didn't have the mm-hmm. time to do it well. But because I was trying to impress him, I went on ahead and took on the role anyway, and I did a horrible job just horrible and <laughs> he called me out on it and was like what the bleepy bleep is this <laughs> and he's like you know you're supposed to be this you know you you read my bio so I'm supposed to be this award-winning something mother and I'm giving him something that just was not good and there were so many lessons that I learned even in that situation because I didn't take the time that I needed to to call him and ask him certain questions. I didn't take the time that I needed to to really research what he was all about. I didn't take the time to do what I, um, you know, to get a better understanding of him of what it was that he wanted me to do. And in addition to that, I just didn't have time to do it. And I should have told him no instead of mucking it up and making it something that it could have been so much better um, or somebody else could have done it. So, you know, knowing when to say no is a very important lesson. Um, And then finally, that whole putting pressure on myself. I tell the story about how when I started in my current role, um, I was coming to work and I, you know, I'm wearing these heels and I'm walking all around and I like to wear heels but when you walk in the distances that I was walking that's just not practical and so you know I'm trying to wear these fancy shoes and I'm putting on a full face of makeup I don't hardly ever wear a full face of makeup and then I'm I'm wiping on my face and my little caramel makeup is ending up on the white tables at work and it's like just be yourself (laughs) just looking behind you can tell every place I sat because you can see my little caramel makeup hands fingerprints and it's like, if you all sit down somewhere and just be you. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a matter of, but th- that all takes time, right? And I think that sometimes we get fooled into believing that we're going to wake up and just know everything. And nobody wakes up and knows everything. You have to go through some stuff in order for you to get these types of lessons. And then you turn around and you help other people with them. So, yeah, those are those are some of the, you know, the failures and the lessons that I've learned along the way. Those are powerful. You are dropping all kind of nuggets on here tonight. You are, you are you. right, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Being honest with yourself. Yes, yes. ma'am. Because yes, sometimes yes, you ma'am. are right. Sometimes, right. It's especially uh, being a millennial <laughs> leader, Sometimes mm-hmm. you are uh, at an illusion with your skills sometimes right. <laughs> for some of these opportunities. Well, or like one of my, one of my friends, God bless her heart, <laughs> she said to me, and she was thought, we were talking about something different. We were talking about um, a situation that she was in, but she said, yeah, so this person has an unrealistic relationship with reality. And I just bust out <laughs> laughing, but it's so true. It's like don't have an unrealistic relationship with reality. Like you need to be honest with yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and really, you know, the piece about really just knowing yourself, that's a part of authenticity. And what I've learned, again, I can only speak for me, what I've learned is that people are so grateful for folks who are real and who are authentic mm-hmm. and who are transparent because you don't learn anything from anybody when you sit back and you think that every day is roses and sunshine. That's a lie. It's just a lie. Right. It's, it's not honest. Um 
you know, even with the creation, me and my girlfriends who got together and we created the Greater Cincinnati Black PR Pros, even in that, we had to be honest with ourselves. Um, a lot of affinity organizations and business-related organizations, they meet, you know, every month or they meet every other week or they have conference calls and they have, you know, lunch meetings and they do this and they do that. Our group meets four times a year. Okay, mm-hmm. that's it. Four times we meet once a quarter. And the reason why is because all of us are too busy to meet once a month. And we are not going to put on a facade and scramble trying to make that happen for anybody else. You have to be honest with yourself. You do. You do. Uh, I was just looking at the commencement uh, from my beloved alma mater, Kentucky State University. Yes, ma'am. And- yes, ma'am. <laughs> And my uh, sorority sister, Dr. Gwendolyn mm-hmm. Boyd, she was the keynote speaker. And what mm-hmm. she told the graduating class of 2019 is, mm-hmm. all you have is your good name. So that yeah. means as you go yeah. out and yep. embark on this thing called life, on this thing called yeah. work, on this thing called yeah. leadership, be yeah. honest. You you know what yes. you have and what you stand yes. on is your name. If you can't do That's it, right. you don't act right. like you can. If you That's know those right. skills are not what you have, don't act like you right. got them. Right, so. right. And I say that I say that all the time. I have people laughing at me, but I'll be so honest because you know I tell people all the time. I know that I am really good at communications and public relations, media relations community relations, that is my niche. That is where I live. That's where I work. That's where I play. That is where I thrive. You don't want me doing brain surgery on you. You will surely die. Call your mama <laughs> and them and have them sell the funeral now. I'm not opening up your head, doing anything with your nerves, your I'm a lot of gata, whatever, like your cerebellum. <laughs> baby, listen, you will die. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you. And I'm not about to put on a surgeon's, you know, scrubs and have a scalpel in my hand and make you think anything different because you will die. And so that's the, I mean, that's the reality of it. You have to be very honest with yourself. Um, But I think that sometimes that, you know, putting on that front or acting like you can do other things when you know you can't, it comes from that place within of either insecurity or jealousy, or you don't think that there's enough success for everyone out here. And there have been Mm -hmm. experiences that I've had, not necessarily with work, um, not professional in the, in the corporate sense, but um, I was a part of a network marketing company and you can say whatever you want to say about network marketing companies. I know that some people love them. I know that some people hate them. Um, I know that some people have, you know, crazy thoughts about them, whatever, what right way, you know, wrong way or indifferent, you know, you think whatever you think about them. But I truly believe that at some point everyone should do at least one network marketing company, not a, not a pyramid scheme, but, but a, a true network marketing company. So whether it's a Avon or World Ventures or a Mary Kay or something along those lines. And the reason why is because you learn so much about yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I remember being in the network marketing company that I was a part of, and I truly loved it, um, and I'm no longer a part of the company, but loved the company, loved everything that we were doing in it. But I was looking at other people around me who were younger than me, 
who hadn't been with the company as long as me, who were achieving great strides and great success, and they were earning, you know, whatever that next rank was, and they were earning money, and they were being named a, a top leader and a top this and a top that, and it would bother me because I was thinking to myself, well, I'm doing everything I can, and it's not working out for me, but everything's not meant for everybody, and mm-hmm. that is another lesson that all of us have to learn, and there's success for everyone in your right lane. So, again, right. I got a little successful with what I was doing. And like I said, I enjoyed it and I really liked it. Um, And then life circumstances, it it was, it was time for me to step from that part of my life. But one of the lessons that I learned from that was that everything's not necessarily for everybody. And so even in that vein, you can't look at someone else and judge them for what they're doing or for what they're Mm -hmm. not doing. It's very easy to look over and say, well, I can't believe that they're doing X, Y, and Z. Well, maybe that's not meant for you, but maybe that's where they thrive. And leave them alone right. and let them do whatever they're doing. I think that's another lesson that I've learned along the way. That's very valuable, very valuable information. We all have our gifts. If we were all mm-hmm. the same, imagine what this world would be like. Exactly, we were- exactly. I mean, it's the same thing at the table. If everybody was the same and brought the same ideas, the same gifts, imagine mm-hmm. how far a company would go. So that, right, that's not very. awesome mm-hmm. that you put yourself yeah. in, in different situations so that you could be challenged, so that you could be challenged right. and, and learn that, yeah, this is for me, or no, this isn't right. for me. Right, right, and be honest with yourself. That is the it's so important that you're honest with yourself about that. I agree, absolutely. Yeah. What part, what part, if any, has having a senior uh, leader as a mentor or informal mm-hmm. sponsors played on the progression of your career? Mm-hmm. Um. So I am a firm believer that, you know, mentors aren't only at work. I think that you get to have mentors and sponsors in all different areas of your life. When my mom taught me when I was very young that you have different friends for different things. So this might be your group of friends that you go shopping with. This might be the group of friends that you go to the concert with. This might be the group of friends that you go to church with. You have different friends for different things because, again, everyone's not the same. And so for me, I've had different mentors for different things. I've had mentors. I've had those spiritual mentors who have pulled me to the side and who have told me, I will pray for you. I will keep you covered. You got this. Like, let me remind you of what the word of God says. Let me remind you of the child of God, who you are. And I've needed them. I've also had people at work who've pulled me aside and they said, hey, this is something that you need to take care of. Or, hey, have you considered this? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes my mentors have been the people who have pushed me into that next level. Um, I've also had those sponsors. You know, the difference between a mentor and a sponsor is a mentor is someone who can coach you, they can advise you, they can be that listening ear for you. A sponsor is someone who can go into the rooms that you can't go in, and they can Mm -hmm. speak on your behalf. And maybe they've never worked on a project directly with you, but they know your character, and they know your reputation, and they are willing to go to bat for you. And so it's important to have mentors and sponsors, at least in my life, Um, Mm -hmm. I remember when I worked at my former employer, 
And my boss was one of the very first people who I shared with that I had been approached by another company. And um, I talked with him through it. And even though he didn't necessarily want me to leave where I was, he was over the moon excited to push me where he knew I was supposed to go. And I think that that's so powerful to have people in your life like that who can say, man, this is such a bittersweet time for me. You know, maybe you've been providing a service for them or maybe you've been the best employee they've ever had or maybe you've been the, boss, the best boss they've ever had. It takes mm-hmm. a really strong person to look and say, hey, I see everything that you've done. You're stellar at what you're doing. But at this point, this chapter here is up. It's time for you to go and be the great person that you're called to be. And a true mentor is able to coach you along that journey. Um, having female leaders who have been able to pull me to the side and tell me something that, that's important and maybe a male leader wouldn't be comfortable with telling me um, has been extremely important and invaluable, you know, all of the days of my career. I remember being all the way back in college, and we had an advisor, Ms. Hall, and Ms. Hall pulled me aside and said, hey, when you're sitting in front of a room full of people, you need to put on a suit jacket. Or, you know, I mean, little tidbits like that that, you know, made a big difference for me. Hey, when you go into an interview, this is what you need to wear. Hey, when you are sitting in a business meeting, this is what you need to do or this is what you don't need to do. Um, all of those things have been have been really, really important to me. Awesome, awesome. Do you find you have more mentors being men, women, or about the same? Um, I would say probably women just by default. And, you know, we have all of these different um, different opportunities for women to go and learn from other women if a woman mm-hmm. is willing to actually go and learn. So I'm a member of, or I've, I've attended several Black Career Women networking events. I was at the All About Women's um, Conference yesterday. I've been to a variety of different female-oriented um, events and, and panels and all of that, but at work I've had male mentors um, in addition to the female mentors, and that's been just as important. I have a male mentor right now who's kind of like a big brother to me. He works in business banking, and so he and I get together um, every so often. We do, we talk about life, and we talk about what's actually taking place at our workplace. Um, the gentleman that I mentioned to you before, my former employer, who is still a mentor to me, um, after even though I've been gone now from the organization for the last two years, and he's been gone too, 18 months, he's still a mentor to me. Um, so by default, I've definitely, I've definitely had more women mentors. And honestly, I feel more comfortable because I feel like with a female, I can go in depth about some personal things also in addition to the professional stuff. But I've mm-hmm. also had male mentors who've been extremely helpful to me. Um, I think that you need a mix of both. I think that you also need a mix of of mentors and sponsors who are different races. Um, Mm -hmm. I hate to say it, but there are still some rooms, and all of us know this to be true. The data proves it. There are still some rooms. There are still some seats at the table where white men still can go that we cannot necessarily go. And Mm -hmm. um, as awful as that sounds, it is the truth. Um, You can look it up. You can research it. You can pull the data. You can Google it. That Mm -hmm. is the truth. That's the world that we live in. And so I think that it is important to still 
have a white male mentor. I have a white male mentor. I have a couple of white male mentors um, who've been truly influential along the way. And because they can still get in the rooms that we cannot get into, um, they can coach me and they can help tell me what I need to do when I go into those rooms that maybe I would not have known before. But just as as it has been important for me to have those white male mentors, it has also been extremely important for me to have my black female mentors too, who can be honest with me and tell me the truth and all of that also. I absolutely agree. I agree that you should have uh, various mentors, various backgrounds. I absolutely agree. That's great information that you shared. So I often get the question, where do I find leadership experience or how do I build my leadership toolbox? What advice Mm -hmm. would you give to an emerging leader or even one that's looking to reinvent themselves for Mm -hmm. finding leadership opportunities, whether it's inside or outside of the workplace? Sure. So I think that it it starts within within yourself. It starts with you having the desire to go and seek out what it is that you truly want. For me, I've learned through the years that I'm a sponge. So I am going to absorb as much knowledge, as much information as I possibly can from good people, good resources. Um, again, everything is not for everybody. Um, everyone's learning or teaching style is not necessarily for everyone. So for me, it's been a matter of attending the seminars. It's been a matter of me getting aligned with Black Career Women's Network and, and actually networking and staying in touch with the women that I meet um, through those events. It's been a matter of me reading articles and listening to audio books and reading books um, and even having informal lunches and dinners and breakfasts. And my mom had me cracking up the other day because she knows that I'm working on something that's pretty big in my life. And she said, now, every time I call you, you're eating pancakes and sushi with somebody. (laughs) So she was like, (laughs) you need to be handling your business. And it was so funny because she'll call me and it's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm at such and such restaurant with my girlfriend, such and such, and we talking about work, or, you know, she'll call me another time, and what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm out with such and such girlfriend, and we talking about how we going to put together this organization, and we speaking at a conference. So, um, <laughs> but in those, in those, you know, those pancake breakfasts and sushi lunches and sushi dinners, you know, I'm gaining insight and information from the girlfriends and from the mentors and from the people that I'm surrounded by, and Sometimes it doesn't have to be um, a formal conference where you sit down and learn a a lot of information from people. I'm a big believer in connections, and I'm a big Mm -hmm. believer in relationship um, building. And sometimes your best lessons can, can come over a cup of coffee or over a salad. And, you know, you're sitting there and you're being honest with someone else and they're being honest with you. Um, Sometimes that's where those leadership tools come from for your toolbox. Um, But, again, it starts out with you being honest about what it is that you want to do and where it is you want to go. And then you seeking what information um, is applicable to where you're trying to go, but also you figuring out how to digest it in what way matters most to you. So for me, I always, I've been sharing this example since the end of last year. Um, I got Michelle Obama's book when it first came out. 
and mm-hmm. I was so excited. Um, I got her book. I was the second person in the bookstore that morning to pick her book up, so I was super happy and super excited. And the book is like 421 pages long. And um, as much as I love to read, I don't because I don't have – I don't make the time. I shouldn't say I don't have the time. I don't always make the time to do it. I remember being on a flight probably three weeks after I got the book, and I was sitting next to a man, and I happened to glance over. I mean, it's it's kind of inevitable. Everyone does it. Um, I glanced over, and I saw that he was listening to the book. And by this point, I was probably close to being about 200 pages in, but I was going to a book club for it that was happening like the following weekend. And at this point, I didn't, I just didn't have a ton of input because I hadn't finished reading the book. And I had to be honest mm-hmm. with myself. And it was like, Danny, okay, think about it. Why don't you just get the audio book and listen to the audio book? You will listen to it so much faster. And I was able to finish the book faster because I was able to take in the information the way that it mattered to me most and the way I could understand it. And mm-hmm. so, again, it goes back to knowing yourself and figuring out what works best for you. There are some people who don't like going to seminars or who maybe because of the kids or the husband or the whatever extracurricular activities they're, they're involved in, they can't carve out time to attend the all-day conference. But they can hop online and listen to a podcast. They can listen to, to your radio show, you know. And so I think it's a matter of you figuring out how to take that information in so that you can grow your toolbox in whatever mm-hmm. way is best for you. Absolutely, absolutely. You're right. That's, you know, online education, podcasts, radio mm-hmm. shows are becoming more and more popular because that's what people are doing. You have limited time. You're in the car. It's like, listen, mm-hmm. I need to get the information in the, in, the, in the tidbits you got, and I need to get them fast. Right. Her audio right. book, Michelle Obama's audio book. Yeah. Great choice. Yes. Great yes. choice. I actually have yeah. a hard copy myself. Have not yeah. turned not a one page. Yes. But I got through <laughs> <laughs> But right. I got through that audio book and because right. she read it. I was mm-hmm. like, All right, girl, you got go yeah. girl. Yeah, if I, I mean, it's like they're reading to you, right? So Right. Yes. Say I was the same way. I was the same way. Awesome. It's interesting that, you know, you said you talked about networking and, uh, you know, being able to meet with people for for breakfast or lunch or dinner or whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be. And so Mm -hmm. what kind of tips do you have for people that are networking? Because what I find is we use that word Mm -hmm. a lot, but Mm -hmm. what I'm finding is that people really don't know how to network. For example, if Mm -hmm. you ask to be connected with somebody, don't Mm -hmm. expect for that person, you know, that you wanted to be connected with to reach out to you after the connection is made. Right. So it's those right. simple things that we talk about networking and those mm-hmm. kind of things, but some people really don't know how to network. How to network. <laughs> I think that I, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my theme. You know, it's been working for the last how long? Thirty minutes? Uh, you know, thirty <laughs> or forty minutes. I'm gonna stick with my theme. It's all about doing what what works best for you. And so, for me, um, I remember there was an award that I was getting back at the end of last year, and they said, "Tell us something that most people would be surprised to learn about you." And one of the things that I said was that I hate happy hours. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, who don't like happy hour? Well, for one, I'm not the biggest drinker. So I'm not, you know, I'm the person that, that might, depending on the day, I might go to the bar and ask for a Sprite. 
Um, <laughs> with a little red syrup, you know, like I'm not the I'm not the biggest drinker. Um, I have my days, but I'm not the biggest drinker. Um, so going and just standing around and talking to people about the husband, the dog, the cats, and the kids isn't always what intrigues me. What intrigues me is when I can sit down across from someone over a cup of coffee or over lunch, and I really get to know them, and I find out how I can help them and how I can invest in them, and vice versa. And so for mm-hmm. me, networking has been really expanding my net and making sure that it has worked for me as well as me working for other people. Um, So making sure that when I quote unquote network that I'm making that connection, I find things that are common threads between me and the other person. And then I build Mm -hmm. off of that. I think with social media, um, again, it could be a blessing or a curse. It could be easier to network because, you know, you may not always be able to pick up the phone and talk to someone. I mean, you even look at me and you, we're friends. We would go to lunch, you know, and everything when we worked at the same place, but we probably have not physically talked to each other in years. But we stay in touch with each other because we're cheering each other on from the sidelines. Like, oh, my God, Taiwan is doing da-da-da-da-da. I'm so proud of her. You go, girl, da-da-da-da. And vice versa. And I think that that helps you stay in touch with people too, but don't let social media become a crutch either. Like still make the plan, still make the lunch date, still make the coffee date, still reach out through email and just say, hey, I was thinking about you. Shoot a text message. I wanted to know how you were doing. Um, but I think it starts off with you really caring about what someone else has going on and figuring out how you can help them and then building your net that way. Excellent, excellent information, excellent. Listen to audience, Danny just gave y'all a million-dollar tidbit right there, so hopefully you (laughs) caught it. (laughs) Thank you. So, Danny, I know that you've had a a rough uh, patch, a rough, Mm -hmm. uh, difficult time in your life, Uh, and Mm -hmm. so in 2015, you actually Mm -hmm. started the Angel Baby Network, an organization mm-hmm. that helps families cope with the devastating effects of child loss. So can mm-hmm. you share with the listening audience more information about your organization? Sure. So Angel Baby Network uh, was started four months after the death of my son. Um, he passed away in July of 2015. And in um, October, I sat back and I was talking with another girlfriend of mine who had also lost a child and I said, well, I want to do something for families that will be helpful to them. Um, and she said, let's do it. And that's another, you know, leadership tip. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm one of those people, I have all of these grandiose ideas, and sometimes I just need someone to push me and say, let's go with it. And she was mm-hmm. the person that pushed me and said, let's go with it. And so um, thought it up, uh, started it in October. It officially launched in December of that same year. Um, Again, knowing yourself, so we only meet once every other month instead of every other month. And we're really just a resource that helps families across the tri-state area to bring them together after they've lost a child. Um, Child loss is something that is devastating. It is earth-shattering. It is life-changing. And so to be able to connect with other families who've also experienced that same loss um, is powerful. And so we get together. We do fun activities. We cry. We laugh. We smile. We stay in touch with each other. And it's something that that we all uh, depend on and we get a lot of help from. I know it's been something that's been truly valuable in my healing process, and I know that Mm -hmm. it's been valuable to a lot of other people also. That is awesome. Can I just say I just love you, Danny. What you are are doing and and the families that you're impacting, Mm -hmm. 
uh, I mean, that's just really been a blessing. So watching your journey, you know, like you said, we don't necessarily talk every day, but watching your journey and watching the people that you touch and watching the lives that are changed uh, is just really awesome and really powerful. So uh, thank you for all that you you do. Uh, and Thank for being you. a resource for, for people uh, to be Thank able you. to show they're not holding it in. That's kind of one yeah. thing that I've uh, talked to different people, and they just, you know, they need people need an outlet to be able to talk. Yeah. So you are, yeah. you are definitely walking the walk and talking the talk and being a blessing to those around you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, you were you were doing it. You were definitely uh, walking into your gift and, and doing what you were called to do. So Thank that you. is amazing. You know, of course, I could talk to you all night, all day, <laughs> and we can go Likewise. on and on. <laughs> but Likewise. our time tonight is coming to a close. But yeah. before we do. What tidbits of wisdom can you leave our listeners with that they can use in their personal and professional lives? Absolutely. Um, So, again, that big piece about just doing what is best for you, um, not being afraid to step out on faith and make the decisions that are best for you in the situations that you're in, Um, being a good listener, getting those mentors, getting those sponsors, people who can um, say good things about you on your behalf, and then also investing in yourself. Um, You know, there are some great books that are out there. Um, I'm currently listening to Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Um, One of the really good books that I listened to earlier this year was a book called You Are a Badass um, by Mm -hmm. Jennifer Sincero, Um, because sometimes we know that we are, but we need reminders that we are. Um, And so that was an excellent book for me. I also finished Crushing by T.D. Jakes, um, which is a book that talks about how even though you may be going through really, really hard times, it's not the end. It's just a comma. It's not a period. There's something beautiful that's coming after that crushing. Um, I'm also reading a book right now called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way that talks about what happens and how to face life's challenges when really bad things happen. Um, But really Mm -hmm. just taking in whatever information you can that's going to help develop you as a leader and then surrounding yourself with people who are going to pour back into you and who are going to build you up and remind you of who you are Um, are all really important things. And when you get a seat at the table to use it wisely, listen and then give meaningful and honest and candid feedback um, and ask really good questions. Awesome, awesome. So how can our listeners stay connected with you and support you in your efforts? Sure. So I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Um, people can email me. My email address is only one Danielle Jones at yahoo.com. Um, I'm out there. People can find me. Um, people can look up Angel Baby Network on Facebook. We're just under Angel Baby Network. Um, you can email us at angelbabynetwork at gmail.com, but I would prefer for people to find us on Facebook because we don't, I'll be honest, we don't always check that email address. Um, but you can find us on Facebook um, also. And Taiwana knows how to find me too. <laughs> so yeah, but but LinkedIn LinkedIn is a good way to find me. I'm on LinkedIn. So and send me messages. I respond to all of my LinkedIn messages. So send me a message on LinkedIn and we can definitely talk and connect. Awesome. Awesome. So thank you so much, Miss Danielle Jones, for taking the thank time you. out of your 
busy, busy schedule to give me the opportunity to interview you tonight. It was definitely an honor and a pleasure catching up with an old friend. Thank you so much, and thank you for what you're doing to help educate us all and really bring those leadership tools home and for giving us another tool to put in our toolbox. So thank you, and kudos to you too, Ms. Wilson. Oh, you're so sweet. (laughs) So many blessings and continued success to you on your journey, and I know I will continue to see your name in light as I have already seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Likewise. You have a wonderful evening. Thank you. So thank you, listener audience, for tuning in to tonight's show with our special guest, Ms. Danielle Jones, where she shared with us, in due time, in due season, and there is still preparation season for you to go through, you will get what you are uh, due to, to get. Invest in yourself. Do what is best for you. You need to get those mentors. Get those sponsors. Surround yourself with people who support you. When you do get a seat at the table, make sure you use it wisely. You've got to have confidence in yourself and be honest with yourself, too, in your skills and in your abilities. Listening to what people have to say and not just listening to respond. Have a vested interest in people. Set good examples. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And you know it's important to connect and build relationships. So if you are interested in being a guest on this show, starting your own radio show or low-cost advertising, highlighting your business or events, please email us at dibroadcasting, that's D-I-B-R-O-A-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G at Trendy Elite, L-L-C, all one word, dot com. Please tune in next week to hear from another amazing leader. And until then, my friends, have a good evening. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, where Taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T. Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly. 